Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. Quite often, a news report will come out about a celebrity who's had some sort of a breakdown. The story is given considerable news time in the media. Opinions are made by people calling themselves celebrity psychologists. But how valid are these opinions? Is it ethical? And where should specialists draw the line? Ewan is our regular clinician and he works with the crisis psychiatric team in a public hospital emergency department. He recently finished his Master's in Forensic Studies and he's doing his PhD studying mental health risk assessment and management. Ewan, having psychologists or psychiatrists comment on people that they haven't met... I think, Chris, and one for the history buffs, from my end, I guess, any serious debate about psychiatrists or psychologists commenting on, on public figures started with what we call the Goldwater Rule. So... Back to 1964, uh, no doubt when you were very, very young, and there was a magazine called Fact Magazine, which is, is now defunct, and they ran an article asking psychiatrists their opinion of the presidential candidates. Now, the comments made about Barry Goldwater were considered quite outrageous and without any foundation, and Goldwater successfully sued. The interesting debate was that many psychiatrists had been making professional comment to government agencies about people they hadn't met when it came to intelligence type of information. So an example, Chris, might be a dictator, um, an extremist or a criminal, and the psychiatrist might look at footage of the person. They might talk with associates of the subject, um, and, and they might make an opinion on how the, the, the subject might react in certain circumstances, where they might seek refuge, or even giving police tips on, on how to interview them. If this is done correctly, um, the diagnosis has some merit. So it really begged the question around this time, you know, who should be making psychiatric evaluation about a public figure or about someone they haven't met? You know, what research or inquiry should they make before forming an opinion? Of course, what about privacy? So who can make an opinion of someone they haven't met? Psychiatrists and psychologists, social workers, they do have specific ethics regarding this, but generally considered within one's profession, it's stated that the, the worker should act honourably. So don't be inflammatory, you know, research appropriately, respect confidentiality and report to those that you should be reporting to. Tell me about these celebrity psychologists. It's not as bad in Australia, Chris. For psychologists in Australia, registration is, is a little bit tighter, but it's not the case everywhere. So in some countries, you mightn't be disciplined by a, a board of of ethics, you know, for breaching if you kind of slip out of that registration. Um, and this is from a, a person calling themselves a celebrity psychologist, and they say on their website, if a celeb sports or reality TV star is having a personal or professional crisis or meltdown or simply behaving uncharacteristically or in a newsworthy way, this psychologist can provide immediate, expert and informed psychological comment, body language and advice. Now, Chris, that goes against pretty much every ethical guideline I can think of in regards to making comment. And we shouldn't forget that the mental health profession is supposed to be a helping profession, Chris, and I think this is far from helpful. How do you think this infects the media? I think infects is a good word, Chris. I think at times the Australian media can be okay-ish, but we do get a lot of dodgy overseas programming on our TV channels. Um, but so much media is based on sensationalist language. And I think there's many levels of the media. Um, the internet media is, I think it's shameful. And you just have to look at the biographies of some of the celebrity 
psychologists that are in their television and media and um, now newspapers. They're on multiple networks. They have regular weekly television or radio spots. They have newspaper columns. Um, and they make a decent living out of commenting on people they haven't met or they've not studied any way other than seeing some news grabs or, or maybe they've been shown a 10-second window into a person's mental state. And I think it's, it's wrong. You sound very passionate about this. Well, Chris, I, I understand the complexities of making a diagnosis, and I just often see a diagnosis change. I, I guess I'm also aware of how labelling a diagnosis can be, and mental health can be difficult for many people to grasp. And when I see people that are less than qualified and they blur what mental illness is, or they blur the understanding of how people with mental illness behave, I think it's completely toxic and I think it does the profession no favours. So what do you think about the body language experts? Look, it's a real phenomenon, Chris, um, and I think that some basic conclusions can be made by observing body language. So let's not say it's without foundation. It certainly has merit. My issue is that as far as I'm aware, there's no specific or strict registration to be a body language expert. So it begs the question from my end, what qualification does the body language expert that's being interviewed have. You know, I think at the times that I've seen them on television, they read far too much into the body language that they're observing. And they're only looking at a moment in time of body language. And it's probably a moment in time that's been selected by a TV producer, you know, in all likelihood. And body language can change from minute to minute. My own personal view is that having a body language expert is generally scraping the bottom of the barrel from a, a journalistic point of view. And it's probably padding an issue that's been flogged to death already. And also, I think, Chris, all of these things, they seem to be about creating good TV, good copy, good radio. That's not about accurate diagnosis. Ewan, as we wrap up, is there any advice that you'd give a television viewer in discerning what they might be hearing from these so-called experts who make comments about celebrities? Yeah, Chris, I'd say, and I'd say generally speaking, if someone's making a comment about a celebrity's mental health, be cautious, okay? Um, firstly, where are they airing this diagnosis? Um, for example, a well-researched or considered documentary that isn't sensationalist, it might be slightly more reliable than a five-minute section on a breakfast TV show, as an example. What's the qualification also of the person that's making comment? And how often do you see them making comment? You know, do you get the sense that they're addressing a serious issue or, you know, are they basically a walking soundbite that makes a living out of commenting on others? Are the comments they're making, are they inflammatory or are they promoting a greater understanding about mental health? Then you probably wouldn't be told this or be aware of this, but have they even spoken to the person that they're commenting on or have they spoken to family? Have they researched it in any way other than basically the TV or radio grabs that they're being presented in front of them? Exactly. Ewan, as always, I know you're busy with your PhD and your work, but uh, are you still playing Xbox? <laughs> We've got a, a young baby at home, so interesting timing. I had my first video games night with a few friends uh, on a big screen, and we played some good racing games and ate too much pizza. So other than that, I'm, I'm sadly very out of touch with uh, video games, very sadly, but we'll get back into it at some stage. Well, maybe it's time to uh, change to Thomas the Tank DVDs. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see. Let them talk, let them think what they want to. If it makes them feel happy that way. Ewan is our regular clinician and he works with the crisis psychiatric team in a public hospital emergency department. 
I wonder if there were celebrity psychologists and TV back in Jesus' day, what they might have said about Jesus. We certainly know what people were saying about him when it was all happening. In the Bible, it records comments ranging from a man who was demon-possessed to a prophet come back to life. But when Jesus asked his disciples, those who walked with him, who do you say that I am? Peter responded, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. This is Light and Life. To contact us, go to salvos.org.au slash radio.